Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions. Each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Moasasi, and I'm your host for the Facts Roundtable podcast. I'm a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog. We are joined today by the CEO and founder of Allergy, Javier Evelyn, as we explore the impact of tech on food allergies. Welcome, Javier. We're delighted to have you on the show, and I've always enjoyed listening to you speak and watching you on webinars, so I'm absolutely thrilled you're here with us today. Thanks for having me, Caroline. It's a long time coming. Uh, We've known each other for a bit through this small niche community that is food allergies, and it's good to be connected. So we're going to dive right in. I know you have a medical tech background, but can you explain to our listeners about your background and then why you believe tech and food allergies belong together? Yeah, for sure. The tech background aspect is more recent, actually. Like I'll say within the last five to seven years or so, I currently live in Detroit, Michigan, where our company is based. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. I went to Illinois State, didn't do anything tech-related other than working for Best Buy, selling a razor phone back in the day, dating myself. <laughs> um, you but, are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a good time. I was a salesman in the month and everything. I think that's where it all got started. But throughout that time in my entire life, I've always suffered from severe food allergies. Growing up, it was fish at first, kind of the old school test. My mom's Panamanian gave me a little something to eat. And I guess we were doing amino therapy without knowing it back in the day. And it didn't work out for me. Learn about fish and fast forward, learned about casein, the milk protein, so I couldn't really do cheese. So I grew up loving grilled cheese sandwiches and quesadillas and the like. And uh, thankfully today there's vegan cheese that I can do these days. But as time went on, I kept, I kept on seeing that there was a trend as I got older. My body's changing and this is something adult onset uh, food allergies is starting to kick up a bit. I still didn't have the aha moment actually at that point to say, hey, let's combine tech and food allergies. The reality is that when I worked at a small insurance agency that was owned by family members, um, I learned all about entrepreneurship and loved it, fell in love with it. But I didn't like the the industry that I was in at the time. So I came across a website called techcrunch.com. For those that don't know, I call it ESPN for tech. Uh, All the stats you think about folks changing innovation in different areas, raising funds, selling companies, et cetera. And I said to myself, I want to be a part of that. Um, At that point, I taught myself how to code, didn't do that great quit my job. Family said, what are you doing? We have something here. And it all worked out. Fast forward. I ended up getting a chance to work at a health insurance company for about two, two and a half years. And that really taught me the other side of the ecosystem. So now I understand as a new app developer now at this point, after going through a coding bootcamp to learn how to build iOS and mobile apps, how do you use this as a tool now to improve lives? But when we started talking with some of the wonderful folks in our food allergy community, we saw that there could be something there. So it was a combination of just serendipity, a little bit of hustle, obviously, and just discovery of self in terms of finding out that I had a deeper passion for something else bigger than just entrepreneurship, but more so in technology. I love how you started in one area and now you've ended up here, but I think that's how life is, right? (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Like we just start off and then you start learning things and seeing Mm -hmm. things and then the light bulb goes on. And so your light bulb went on. And Mm -hmm. so you founded 
this company called Allergy. And if you can please explain to everyone what it is, because it's very innovative. I don't think we've seen anything like this before. So if you can explain the company and what it does and what you want to see from it. Yeah, for sure. I never carried an EpiPen or any other type of auto injector just growing up on a continuous basis. I think I was at a bar one day with friends. It started off with that. I joked about it. I said it out loud. They said, what did you say? And I said, nothing. And I ran home and started looking up things. And fast forward, it was all about what we're doing essentially is building tools to improve the lives of those impacted by severe food allergies, our community, by leveraging proactive patient-driven design. And what does that mean? So it's leading with empathy. As somebody that has food allergies, I get it. I, I don't want to carry a fanny pack. I don't want to carry extra things at all times. How can we build something as a food allergy community that can help make life a, a bit easier without making you stand out and feel a bit different, especially for that up and coming generation that has it harder? I couldn't imagine being a team these days, to be honest with you. It's, they have so many messaging coming from different angles. TikTok's amazing. I'm not still on TikTok yet. I'm dating myself again. But uh, at the end of the day, it's, if we can help minimize the amount of anxieties that come with living with this condition. That's what it was all about. So again, a redesigned epinephrine auto injector that's used to a greater portability, kind of looks like a battery case for your phone, um, except obviously we want to make sure you want to save your own life, slide it off, take off the device for safetyness, inject your leg, not your arm, by the way. And then by, during that time period, we're going to make sure that the right folks know where you're at, what you're allergic to, and how to save your life in real time. And that's just an automation of a physician-recommended protocol. But again, I worked at a health insurance company for a while, so I found that it's not just about providing something that can that folks can run to when they have an issue. How can we prevent that from happening in the first place? So the initial thesis of our first apps that came out were really about give you simple tools to just, whether it's a recipe, whether it's a grocery store item, share this with other folks. So whether it's your kid getting babysat or going getting dropped off at baseball practice, et cetera, everyone's on the same page. But as we went down the pathway and saw that there could be something a bit bigger that we can kind of accomplish. We took the approach of making the healthcare company approach. And by that, we're talking about making sure that we're thinking long-term about how can we interact this patient data, pharma or with the insurers to ensure that there's a lot more support beyond just what we can provide from an app perspective. So we can't talk too much about what's coming in the future, even though I want to stand on a mountaintop and scream. But I will say that we're looking to get involved in other aspects of food allergy that can add value and complement current technologies, current innovations that are out there and make life easier and better. But as of today's day, we have a free app on iOS and Android. You don't have to wait for that. We have a new diary feature we could talk about as well too, but we just want to make life easier for folks that suffer from the same thing that I just dealt with today. I'm just making sure that things are not in my dish when I go out to lunch. Well, I think it really helps because you have that background and so you live this. And so that helps immensely. I have to say, I'm the person on Christmas morning that needs to open the gifts right away. So you telling me to wait? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, yeah, you know, it's, it's, oh, I'll say this much. I mean, at the end of the day, like um, it's not going to be a waiting period for too long. All I would say is that we're following where the innovations are going pretty much, right? And we, we know that there's a certain pathway for getting a device to market, but we are so eager to provide additional value. We know we can do it by way of leveraging current technologies and skill sets we have today. And we've been very fortunate from the FACTS and other uh, food allergy organizations, FEI, et cetera, that have really opened their doors, um, that we could do something at, through collaboration. And I think that's going to make this thing go the distance. For this next product, you won't have to wait till Christmas. I guarantee you will definitely be involved and anybody else that wants to be, because for this to work, for real change to work, whether it's you want to get political or even just keeping it simple to what we're talking about right now, it's through collaboration. Oh, absolutely. I agree 
All right. So I'm going to be waiting before Christmas. You know it. You know it. (laughs) Wonderful. So now Facts Roundtable podcast has this international following. So we have people listening right now in Europe and Asia and all over the place. So for these people, is allergy going to be available to them or is this only in the U.S.? And then also, are there age limits for who can use it? Yeah, for sure. So I'll start off with the mobile application. As of right now, the mobile app is currently available in the U.S. only at this point. We do have ambitions to not take this version of our app, but the next version that we're looking to tool up that can add the additional value that I was kind of dropping a little hint towards. Specifically, we'll look at a, we'll look at the EU market first. With this, we have some really interesting relationships, actually, that are tied to some resources that we're working on right now. And we're also looking at Australia. And my parents are Panamanian, so obviously we want to make sure Latin America gets some of that. And really, the, the reality outside of going to our favorite places, right, we got to make sure that where are the food allergy rates the highest? And obviously, Australia is one up there, obviously, the EU and different parts of Central America. But anywhere that goes, we'll go. From a device perspective, it's kind of the same pathway. Uh, to be U.S. first. Uh, EU would be next. However, it's always dictated by partnerships in this game. So last year, going into this, we had Australia first and EU. Now it's kind of changed because of the dynamics of the relationships. And also, COVID has changed the entire world landscape, right? And that's just obviously across the board for all. But in healthcare, as an innovator, it's actually made things a little bit more efficient for us, believe it or not. That's why we're really excited about the fact that regulatory bodies, innovation studios from some of the top companies in the country are interested in hearing what's going on from little old companies like us. Because I think you mentioned a pre-conversation, you know, I think you could do a lot with small units, with small teams, and we can move faster than some of the bigger ones. One of our core values is to adapt and attack, and that's the ability to figure things out iterate and stay, be able to continue to add value to our customers' lives. I totally believe that when you've got a small, tight team, you can move. Yes. Teamwork makes a dream work, they say. (laughs) There it is. I love that. So now, do you have a favorite feature? Yeah. So the most recent feature we added to our mobile application was the diary feature. It was a combination of speaking with folks like just the general food allergy community. What are ways that we can just add value for a lot of different reasons? As an example, I think there's better apps that do community better than us, way better than us. But on our side, I think, again, we have that healthcare company focus. I think we can do something very special by way of giving you the tools as an example on a day-to-day basis. So let's say in the next month, you need to talk to your allergist, your doctor. Let's make sure we have a written inventory, not a written on a, like a piece of paper sitting next to me, right? But something that's smart and intuitive that you can, in about one to two taps, take it down what you're eating on a day-to-day basis. And now we can have a better assessment of what's causing problems. And you map that against other treatments. Let's call it other extreme elements that can kind of impact your healthcare. That's a win for all. It's a win for the patients now that they're getting a bigger picture that they can provide to doctors to kind of know what's really going on. Because I think there's only about 5,000 allergists. I was looking up some stats in the United States. And uh, for some of the newest treatments that are coming to market, only about 1,500 of them are, are certified. That's a growing number. How can we play a role in, in helping to make that more accessible? There's a lot of populations that typically not are just overlooked, but I think just don't. Yeah, I think they're just overlooked. Uh, black and brown kids. I think Dr. Gupta did something on this saying that that was like one of the fastest growing populations for this. But ultimately, I think we're really trending in the right direction towards implementing it. But the diary was probably one of the favorites. Beyond that, I would say this, the new UI UX. We have an amazing designer that joined us uh, last year, UA Wang, I'm on a part-time basis, but came in with full-time energy and just I think that's why you need diverse teams. You can't just have a bunch of guys building things. We've been trying to be as intentional as possible about that. 
So we've also added other folks on our board to help that as well, too. But to answer your question, long-windedly, definitely the diary features and just the, the new coats of paint and new uh, drywall we put up, metaphorically speaking, in the app as well. That's really wonderful. I love this. I love your energy. Oh, thank you. You know, when I have a good lunch, this is how it is. You, I, I have some Ethiopian food before this. So, like, this is I mean, that's some of my favorite food in the world. No allergens for me there. So it's guilt-free eating. <laughs> I agree. Those taff and no wheat. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm, I'm right with you on that one. <laughs> so now what change do you hope to make in the food allergy world with your product? Absolutely. We want to do just live life as normal as possible. So you can go from brunch selfie is life to, oh my goodness, they put something in my dish. In under 10 seconds, you're injecting yourself and we're sending the right people so they know where you're at, what you're allergic to, and how you save your life. So as a mother, as a parent, you can have that peace of mind as your kid. Next year, everybody's doing teleschool or working schooling from home. Ultimately, to give parents that peace of mind that their kids are going to be okay, that there's more than just a human that's trying to keep up with your kid their phone is going to be in their hands at all times. It's it's life. We talked about TikTok, for God's sake. So at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we have a platform that's there. But beyond that, providing a platform from a digital standpoint that serves as the foundation for a lot of the upcoming treatments that are helping to make life easier for kids. And I'm actually giving you a couple of, of more crumbs what I was talking about earlier. But ultimately, I guess what we're getting at is that where we want to see the world from a food allergy perspective, I think that Condensing the amount of tools that are needed to live is one. I think that at some point, the, the way the market's kind of mature, when you look at other industries, you have a groundswell of innovation. Some of them are me too. Some of them are doing things better than others. I think there's up and coming kids that are doing some really interesting things as well too in the allergy space. But as we kind of like move forward and, and see the uh, what's working and what's not working, some of these areas, some of these features, some of these companies need to combine and we think that we can be part of that consortium. I, I see it more so in the medical device space, a lot more collaboration. We're learning more about it in the allergy space as well. How do we take what we do well and team up with other organizations to build incredible things? Because if we all have the same goal in mind. The market is going to be big. I always tell this to investors. You, We get it. Everybody listening gets it. But when you start to follow where the public dollars are going, that's where the private tends to follow and I went to the food allergies. I think I met you at the Food Allergy Science Initiative in 2017 or 18. That was the first time, maybe. Just had a random throwback. But talking about uh, one of the gentlemen from the NIH was talking about where dollars are being spent, just starting to be respectable in relation to other disease states. And if we follow that trend, we all are at the ground floor of something very special. And hopefully we can, obviously we want to eradicate it. I don't want to have to build tools forever for food allergies, but the reality is that you know we're far from that. So how do we meet in the middle and it's through technology? And we all want to get across that finish line together. I mean, that's exactly. kind of the, the goal to be helping each other, putting out our hands and everyone bringing what they can to the table. Absolutely. I mean, team, I said it jokingly, but teamwork literally makes the dream work. I've seen it happen uh, even in a small scale with some or the other organizations we're starting to talk with as well. Excellent. Very, very good. So now you are part of the founding team of MedTech Color. So what is this organization and what do you hope to see from that group? Yeah, so MedTech Color has been an awesome organization to be a part of. One of the earliest programs that we got involved with to get things off the ground with allergy was through Code 2040, an organization geared towards getting more black and brown kids into tech in general. And they also had an entrepreneur in residency program partnered with Google and they were looking for entrepreneurs to help do some similar programming around getting more folks in tech in general. 
So uh, through that, I, I was connected with a gentleman that used to work, Kwame Omer, used to work at the uh, FDA for a while, was then a medical device entrepreneur or investor. And I said, I need to talk with him. He just knows what I know. This is great. Through that network, when I first went to their meetings, uh, we were backed and supported already from Johnson & Johnson, Demert Will & Emery, some of the top medical healthcare, let's say services, as well as pharma and medical device companies in the country. And the problem we're trying to solve essentially is to try to, you hear a lot about tech diversity, right? Diversity in tech is a little bit worse in the medical device space or just in healthcare in general. After a while, there's certain glass ceilings that folks can't penetrate because the conversations have not been had. So whether you're an exec that's trying to move up that ladder, whether you're an entrepreneur like us, like myself, that you just don't know where to start, look at our board right now. You can get advice and help from anyone. Number one, it's not about this versus that. Again, it's all about collaboration, but we just want to make sure you have a safe space, a safe space to grow, a safe space to learn, to get mentorship that matters for you specifically according to the way you grew up. And I'm a, a direct example of that. We've held something called the MedTech Color Breakfast, which we are going to be having again on October 7th. I'll make sure that's right. I, I'm working on a lot of different things at one time, so I believe that is the case. It's going to be virtual, so all are welcome. But this is something that gave me exposure as an example as a young entrepreneur sat at the table with the CEOs of Stryker and Medtronic, and it was talked about different strategies and just, not even strategies, just to get to know the person and know the human. That's not something that a lot of folks, they don't, they don't even look like me, right? A lot of people don't get that opportunity in general. We just want to give exposure to folks so they can you know, know how to grow and know that there's a support that looks like them and does not look like them as well too, allies included. They just want to see a better ecosystem because you can't do it alone. Uh, what worked back in the day is not going to work anymore. The country's changing. Embrace it and we'll all win. Oh, you're right. It is a new world and it's good. We're moving forward. And also let us know about that event and we're happy to share it and put that out there. So make oh, sure you let you. us yeah. know. Definitely. Definitely. I love that. Appreciate With, that. Oh, absolutely. We'd love to support you in any way we can. So now on that note, you're a member of FACS Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Advisory Board. So what do you hope to see from that advisory board? Absolutely. So essentially the same thing, but drilled down into the food allergy space. But I will say that the food allergy space is doing a better job than most other industries. Again, I am so deep in the weeds with you in food allergy, so I may not be seeing clearly into the other lanes. But when I look at the support groups, the obviously the FACs, the FEIs, the uh, the, the CFARs, I know they just changed their acronym recently. You name it. I know I'm missing a lot, Fozzie. Sorry if I'm missing you, but I'm not trying to miss it. But um, I think uh, through collaboration, great things can happen. But I, I, yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways that this can go. But ultimately, if we think about, number one, going back to what Dr. Gupta kind of worked on, and this is something I've witnessed myself as a young Afro-Latino as well growing up and having cousins that have food allergies as well, can't even eat uh, paella anymore, which is really a travesty. Who can't eat paella? That's just, that's just, tra that's just sad, right? That's not um, okay. <laughs> but at the end of the day, making sure that the accessibility to the technology is available whether it's an auto-injector that's more affordable, whether it's accessibility to other emerging technologies that can help you live a little bit more at ease. That's all education that needs to be disseminated across the board. And I think through the conversations, at least we've only had like one or two board meetings so far and the energy is already in the air. From yourself to obviously uh, Eleanor and the entire squad at this point, everyone's energized and it's authentic. And I think that is the type of example. The other side of the answer I would say is the to help this be, a, be an example for the rest of the industry to say, hey, you need to do something similar. And I think that's happening. I think most organizations are starting to trend in that direction. It's a combination, obviously, of the tragedy of George Floyd um, and beyond. But the reality is like, hey, as long as 
I'm sad that it happened to happen that way, but at least we're doing it now. We're doing it. We're putting the efforts. We're being more intentional. Let's just be consistent. That's, I think, the most important thing. One year from now, we have to keep the same energy. Three years from now, we got to keep the same energy because I've had it for 37 years. <laughs> so it's it's exhausting, but it's a good fight to to be a part of. You know, that is exactly what FACT is working on is sustainability and consistent. Just absolutely, absolutely being consistent and just integrating into everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It speaks to the way I've seen the vision map and literally some of what I've said probably was inspired by that. You know, it's it's because it, in comparison to other orgs outside of food allergy, I don't see that. I don't really see the the push for diversity unless there's and that's why we have the conversations like this. Right. I think by just holding folks accountable, nobody loses. When you diversify, you just literally just open up. Hey, let me just put you on game. Whoever doesn't understand you open up sales channels. If you want to think about it at the very base level, you're going to open up new sales channels, but you're going to open up new relationships that you can build amazing things in the future with. But don't do it about the money. It's, It's really about obviously making sure that everybody gets a fair shot. Thank you for sharing all of this. So now do you have anything you'd like to share with our listeners before we sign off? Well, I'll say more than anything else, continue to support FACT. And I mean that I think that you guys are doing amazing work. But from selfishly on our side, download our app on iOS and Android. It's free. We won't charge you anything. A-L-E-R-J-E. Available in the United States currently at this point. And subscribe to a newsletter. It's been dormant for a while, but we're going to start kicking it up a bit because we have a lot of good news coming soon. If you have and know people in your family that have food allergies, listen to them. They're not lying to you. They're not being picky eaters. They're trying not to die. They're trying not to have any type of reaction. They just want to enjoy life like you too. So don't take those conversations for granted. So now one more quick question for you. So if they sign up for the newsletter, then they're going to hear about all these new exciting things that you're dropping us breadcrumbs for. Little breadcrumbs, little breadcrumbs, because we can't do it without the community, honestly. The first app, we were able to make the distance, doing it in a certain way. We met with folks, but we need more collaboration with this next thing we're going to be up to for sure. Well, thank you, Javier, for your time. Really appreciate you being here. Hopefully we'll be speaking again, maybe in December. So then you can let us know what's going on. I think that's fair. Let's let's keep that on the calendar and let's keep the momentum and keep up all the good work you guys are doing as well. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you all for listening to Facts Roundtable podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, share and review our podcast and be sure to connect with us on social media. You can find us on Apple Podcast, iTunes, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio and Spotify. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.